Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of the KCLC Champions Podcast. With me today is a legend in the KCLC community. Some of you might know him as one of our co-commissioners. Others of you might refer to him as the better podcast host than Tom or me. We have the one, the only, Joe Sortino. Joe, how are we doing today? What is up, everybody? I am glad to be here. Glad to be on this podcast, and luckily I'm in a much better mood than I would have been if uh, Vince had taken me down yesterday. So, doing good, doing great. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that you're in a good mood. Just to, you know, keeping it real. We we as a society would do much better with just anger. That like as you've listened to the podcast before, when Tom is at his angriest, that's when we get the best content out of him. You know, it's like when, when people are leaving, leading easy lives, it doesn't make for good listening. It really doesn't, and Tom has been pretty depressed the past podcast that I listened to. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going well in his life. His kids are fighting him daily. You know, he's got he's got issues going on with his fantasy team. He just wants to be relevant, but he can barely stay above 500. It's just, it's a bad day. But how are you, Joe? I'm good. I am good. Um, I actually have some breaking news for everybody listening on the podcast. The Houston Chronicle reports Dolphins and Texans have agreed to on trade terms with Deshaun Watson, but Dolphins want his legal issues resolved before commencing any deal. What do you take of this, Kyle? Um, a, Live reaction. I, yeah, okay, yeah, that is a thing, but... Uh... I'm guessing that his legal stuff is not going to be taken care of anytime <laughs> soon. So that's really meaningless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like he's got, when you just have like 20 plus different lawsuits going on, that's not going to get resolved by, you know, this coming Sunday. So Yeah, I read that and I was like, pine. what does this even mean? <laughs> Watson's riding the pine another week. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah. it's uh, yeah. another day in paradise. We're glad to have you on here for some week seven in review, week eight re- er, previews, as well as our our new trade shout out corner. I did get another submission this week, you know, so we're we're ready for that, ready to go. Uh, Joe, any any words or you know comments, concerns from you as we venture off into the earballs of our listeners? No, I am good. I can't wait to hear who the uh, person is that submitted their trade uh, to be hosted here on this uh, trade talk. So, looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Joe, let's go ahead. Let's dive into some week seven. Obviously, by by week Mageddon, by Mageddon, however you want to say it, a lot of bye weeks this week, which led to a lot of blowouts. You know, we had, I think, two of the lowest scores of the year, even though one team clearly was trying um, it's uh, it's unfortunate there. And then we have you know a close game or two as well. So when we're looking at this week here, Joe, let's rip off some of these real pretty ones. Yeah, let's uh, start with one that I really ha- don't have a whole lot to talk about with uh, Team Brian Wilson uh, versus the Aurora Central Alter Boys. That's a mouthful. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So this one, there was a lot of mind games going on, especially at Wilson's end, as far as the starters were concerned, because he had a lot of guys that were playing later in the schedule. He was able to kind of swap in 
Keenan Allen and uh, James Robinson late after he could kind of see how the early games were doing. So from Castro's point of view, he really had to kind of show up early, and man, did he. With Burrow, you know, with a womp, like, just destroyed Baltimore somehow. And then, you know, A.J. Brown, the his pickings off of the corpse of Patterson, having his best game of the year, albeit against a reeling Kansas City team. It really just, it, he jumped out early, and then Wilson basically conceded because he didn't have any reason to, to try to risk it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'd say finally AJ Brown showing up for Castro. I'm sure he was very relieved with because they constantly have been going with injury issues and not really getting the ball much in Tennessee and putting up 27. Definitely, he's got to feel good about that. Debo continuing to perform. Uh, on a great scale this year, and uh, his his money was well spent in the uh, Fab dollars this week. Getting to a putting up twenty six, got him a solid solid outing for him this week. Uh, and yeah, then really yeah. got him to win. I mean, yeah, if, two, if he doesn't play too well, you know, yeah. he'd be I guess would have probably played your own home local boy Teddy Bridgewater and. Would have been more of a chance for Wilson to sneak in there. Yeah, and really this was just those two buys away from making this a pretty competitive game, but I understand Wilson not wanting to risk uh, anything like that. But if he had those two guys in there without the buy, this game would have been really close. But unfortunately, not close at all. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you look at Wilson's side, the people he did play didn't do absolutely terrible. I mean, nobody busted out other than Jalen Hurts, who's been having a great year, and Ryan Tannehill. But, I mean, the, I think the biggest thing for him is he's gotten a lot of really good production out of Khalil Herbert for Chicago. Mm-hmm. He is getting way more carries than I thought he would, and he's doing a lot with them. He's got three-plus games now of over 70 yards in a row, which I don't think even the most optimistic of Bears fans would have thought after David Montgomery goes down and Justin Fields is having this Yeah, and how bad they're getting destroyed in that game. Yeah. Which like, I'll, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're down, you know, three, four scores by the end of the first half, and yet your running back still has 100 yards. That's yeah. all you can really ask for if you're yeah. a Bears fan. But like you said, not much else here. The only other thing really of note um, outside of the plundering was that Castro did end up losing a player for at least a limited time in Miles Sanders, who's going to have ankle issues going forward. But he attempted to replace him with a uh, injured Rob Gun- Gronkowski, stealing the mascot away from Wilson. Any yes. any thoughts on that? Yeah, he was not happy about that. I'm sure. Um, but I mean, honestly, there's nothing really else that he probably would have even come close to wanting on his team. He already has three quarterbacks, so he wasn't going to get Carr. Yeah. That'd be probably the only other person I think he might want to take. And yeah, obviously, you got to take Gronkowski. I could see taking Carr only to hurt Wilson and maybe trade away yeah. Carr for another asset, but I mean that's a lot of work. So yeah, yeah I, I kind of see why he did it because it's like it's a dart throw on a tight end who he can probably stash on an out on an IR spot for a while. Yeah, but yeah, I mean not much else to add to this. Like I said, this is probably the one I had the least to say about um, this matchup. It's pretty. Talking about uh, games without much going on here, let's go ahead and get mine out of the way after I had a last-minute trade late in the week with Patterson. I basically conceded having a solid, I believe, six people on my roster out, or five? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. Five people out of buy this week of my starters. I just There's nothing I could do. I couldn't replace it easily. 
and uh, yeah, anything from your end, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that trade. Um, I mean, I feel like it did make your team better, but just marginally better. But I mean, knowing that you're probably gonna lose potentially in this game with how many people you had on by, you did what you could with what you had, and you know, I commend I commend the effort. I feel like some people weren't happy. There was a lot of commotion in the chat going on with vetoes and not vetoes <laughs> of this trade. Yeah. Added a lot of tension. Um, I, I feel like uh, Patterson's got to feel decent putting up 131. I feel like he put a, b- a bunch of randos in there <laughs> this week, in my opinion, and still was able to put up 130. And having um, Jefferson on by, he's going to be able to get Johnson in next week from you. I think he's looking okay. He's definitely towards the bottom, but he's not. I'd say he's just one slight tier above the very bottom as it is stands right now. Yeah, I mean the the biggest thing for him is he gets that that three third win, which really kind of will help him out yeah. later on. So again, not much yeah. else to say. The one other only fun fact I will say is we now are at six straight weeks in a row of twenty plus carries for Derrick Henry. <laughs> 29 this week. I'm in love. Oh, another another point. So how do you feel about losing Zach Ertz in the plunder? Oh, yeah, for the plunder, I mean, I was going to try to play Zach Ertz later on, but ultimately I'm okay with it because most of the players, I was like, if I can keep three or four of them, I think they're, you know, high floor guys that should help if I need them. So I was a little confused. Why was Earth out there? Because didn't Wilson have him at one point? Did he just dump him? Yeah, Wilson. Because didn't he find out about the trade? At, I mean, before he dumped him too. So Wilson dropped Earth basically between Monday and Tuesday of last week. I know. I'm assuming because he thought maybe Gronk was coming back and he had three tight ends. Or, no. Three tight end on the roster. So, I mean, plus it's like you have Zach Ertz going into Arizona where you don't know necessarily what his usage is when they already have a lot of receivers and everything. So, I get it. And it's like, even if you look at his targets, he only got five targets. It's just, he happened to get a long touchdown. So, that's kind of my guess, but I can't specifically say to Wilson. But he did go from three tight ends to one. Yeah, exactly. Hope he likes Goddard. <laughs> All right, next, let's talk about another blowout here with... Our own beloved commissioner, Tom Hart, blowing out the Foxy Grandpas who were struggling with arguably three of their best players on a bye between Herbert, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Zeke Elliott. Tom putting up a respectable 160 with most of his roster going. The only thing that was really a disappointment is Tyler Lockett, who, without that connection to Russell Wilson, is really not... Like, he's got ten or five weeks now of... Less than 10 points. Yeah, I mean, he can't feel too good about that one, but as we'll probably talk about as we continue to talk about this matchup, uh, he seems to be getting a good replacement, though, to uh, fill in that spot for Lockett. Uh, From Tom's end, I mean, he's got to feel good about Carter having a career day um, for himself with uh, uh, 16.4 points. Swift continuing to be a wide receiver, <laughs> not yeah. much of a running back, <laughs> getting all those catches. Uh, his quarterbacks, of course, continued to just be solid pieces for him, and pretty much everybody else has kind of just been, it was meh. I mean, they did enough. They all got double digits mostly other than Lockett, but nothing like 
crazy happening in that middle section of his uh, lineup. I think the biggest thing would be just Calvin Ridley is underperforming still. Yeah. I mean, if he, he did get a touchdown granted, but he still has yet to break 100 yards for the year. And he was going up against Miami, who's not even that good of a team right now. So, I mean, that's just disappointing across the board. In general, I mean, really the only thing else to talk about this one was the yeah, the Scary Terry, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it, would it have been better for him to lose potentially Mike Davis? He kind of swapped some things around, played Mike Davis, and then threw in Scary Terry. You know, it's, it's kind of a process, like, uh, it's easier to find receivers than it is to find running backs. So, I get it, but... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would have even considered getting, potentially losing Julio Jones in this. I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think he just really wasn't feeling Terry. And then, of course, when you start thinking that way, he goes off. So Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and, the, last, the last two Terry games were both, it was eight points and six points. So it's yeah. not like he was a lock to be good. Yeah. Also, I just realized that this was the Atlanta Falcons game. There was five Atlanta Falcon offensive players in this matchup. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was gonna say when alone, uh, uh, Acosta's got what three or four? One, two, three. Yes. Yeah, three. Because he's got the two running yeah. backs and Pitts. Who's the Who's the fifth? Oh wait, did I count too many? I might have counted. Sorry, there's only four. I think. Never mind. Okay, yeah, because it's like Tom's got the one, and then yeah. For whatever reason, Acosta's loving to load up on the the lowly Falcons. <laughs> um, but yeah, not, not much else here. I think yeah. both, of the, both of these yeah. things will be solid going forward. What about you, Joe? Yeah, Mike Davis, kind of a disappointment. Uh, one point. <laughs> uh, Cup just continues. Every time I watch that game, I, I swear to God, he's just catching the ball every single time I turn, switch the station over to that one. He's... <laughs> Definitely gonna have a like career year, and he is on pace like, to uh, set the record right now for yards. I wouldn't I would not be surprised because like literally Stafford just throws in the ball every single time. But yeah, other than that, oh yeah, and then also Pitts finally seems to be paying some dividends back. Yeah, fifty <laughs> points over the last two weeks. He could do yeah. a lot worse at tight end. A lot yeah, worse. Definitely a lot worse. <laughs> so. Yeah, otherwise, not much here else to say. Acosta still is top of his division. Doesn't have anyone really nipping at his heels. While Tom gets a crucial win, keep pace with the extremely competitive champs division. Yes. All right, yeah. well, let's go ahead yeah. and we'll jump into the lesser of two games. Even though it was our, our game of the week, <laughs> um, Garrett beating Sir Luco in the grudge match 2021. These they're fierce rivals, but both of them did kind of pitiful performances. Garrett wouldn't have even been in this if Jamar or Chase hadn't been doing just crazy numbers. Um, Sir Luco got super unlucky with just quarterbacks, and then with um, Darren Waller getting last minute out status when he hadn't even been on the injury report all week. Yeah, same with Shepard too. Yeah, it's. It's bad luck for Sir Luca. There's nothing he can do. Yeah, help, really. it was pretty much the writing was on the wall, and he kind of just like bailed on this whole matchup in general by putting in his bye players. So, yeah, I I don't fall for Sir Luca for that. I mean, Garrett was gonna Garrett had didn't have as many bye people, really. I mean, like he had Mike Williams and you know technically Antonio Brown, but it's like in general, it it didn't matter. Yeah, his quarterbacks 
combined for 10 points on Garrett's side this week. Just <laughs> pitiful. Yeah, which um, uh, I will say, though, for as bad as Pat Mahomes has looked as a quarterback this year, he's still the number four quarterback, like, overall. So while Garrett seems to be very frustrated him spamming the up for sales, you know, trade block <laughs> multiple times over the week, it's, uh, yeah, it's something. I have to turn off the sleeper notifications with Garrett in there because the amount of ads and drops of random people that he doesn't even care about <laughs> this past week have been ridiculous. A little, little bit. And, uh, it, like, it really seems like he was pretty much just trying to block Sir Luco at every torter. Right, Baker Mayfield goes down for Sir Luco, and then, oh, look, Garrett picks up the Case Keenum, right? It's just like, anybody Sir Luco could have picked Garrett was just faster on the, the app, and, I'm, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, I have nothing much else to say. Sorry to Luco for the uh, unfortunate events that are happening here, but... But luckily for Saluka, something to turn around. Yeah. Luckily for him, he does have somebody to share the basement with. In other KCLC stalwart of the toilet bowl, Vince Cartina, mm. going Let's up, and, up, going up against Joe Joe Cartino in the closest game of the week. Joe, how do you feel? I feel amazing. I was feeling really concerned going into last night. Not gonna lie, when. Three New England players that Vinny plays, <laughs> just been a garbage team, decided to put up 58 points combined between three of them. They were still throwing the ball when they were up 40 points in the fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure. No idea why, just because it's Belichick. That was infuriating. And then the other part was how horrible the Bears team was, giving up so many yards, so many touchdowns. To Mike Evans. It's like, right? It's like, Mike Evans had six catches and had three of them go for touchdowns. <laughs> just ridiculous. Like, Mike Evans is good, though, so I can't really be upset about it. It's just like, I don't know. It just seems like the Bears weren't even trying. <laughs> they, they knew Vince and his family were on the way, and they're like, you know what? We're going to mail it in this week. <laughs> Everybody else on his team was kind of just like, meh. It was just like the New England game and then the Bears game was like, that was everything for Vince, and everything else was kind of like either normal or just kind of like meh. I mean, I will say we we I have to keep giving Vince more credit. I've made we made so much fun of his running backs to start the year, yeah. but he's got two solid guys and Fournette and Mixon. Okay, not flashy players by any means, but Fournette for whatever reason is. Killing it volume wise. I don't understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> like it's just because of like new, because Tampa Bay is scoring so many freaking points. But it's like he's got he's averaging I think like seventeen or eighteen touches a game. It's just nuts. Yeah, definitely the bright spot on his team. And honestly, if it wasn't for last night, he would have been on a three game win streak, right? Yeah, or I think. something like that. Yeah, he's been he's been rolling. Just unfortunate that he had to face me uh, this week because uh, he would have beat everybody else, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have beat everybody else. Uh, on my side, <laughs> I was pretty satisfied with everybody. I mean, nobody other than Fant being kind of disappointing, which I was kind of in a tough spot where I was waiting on Collins to see if he was going to be hurt or not, which I'm kind of glad I didn't wait for because he ended up I don't know. They just decided to play Penny only. I don't know if he was still hurting more Collins than he was actually giving off, so they figured not to 
play him too much or what the deal was with that. So one with a double tight end. I pulled a Vince. One with a double tight end. Um, paid off because Gusecki, huge numbers on tight end day, apparently, whatever that means. Um, but, yeah, defenses are the worst. Kamara's my hero. That's all I have to say. What, do you have anything to say about uh, receiving a pretty solid player from a plunder? Yeah, you know, I'm stoked getting Thielen. I once we get to the trade section, you know, things might heat up. Uh, but yeah, as exactly. of now, I'm pretty stoked about getting Thielen. Um, um, I've especially, guessed... <laughs> Sorry, God. especially, especially this week because I got uh, Brown on a bye and I only have one receiver because Devontae Adams decided to get COVID. So, yeah. Uh, I now I at least have a second wide receiver to put in there. <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm guessing you're aggressively shopping Thielen hard, and he'll be on to his fourth team this season. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There's there's some feelers out there, but uh, no, not much action yet. Well, we can talk about it in the trade section. Sounds good. So yeah, other than that, we got we're going in uh, to end week seven. We're halfway through the year. And literally all of the champs division is within one game of each other. <laughs> that it is. It's, that it is. It's a bloodbath. It's getting really tight. And uh, yeah. yeah, not not much to say there. Whereas the other side, it really at the moment seems like a three-way race to the toilet between Patty, Sir Luco, and Vince. At the moment, I'm going to give Vince benefit of the doubt because uh, I think he's his team is doing well enough now, and he has a couple of interesting trade pieces he can bolster it if he wanted. Um, going forward, it's just we'll have to see how the buys end up because that's really the next like three or four weeks. These buys are going to really shake up records that more than they should. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, Alex is going to have some tough ones as we'll get into when we got to talk to the um, about next week. Um, but yeah, don't forget to include Wilson in that bottom tier four. I mean, he's got the same record as Patterson, so he's fighting for that bottom spot as well. Yeah, but like, if he he just has so many people on the IR right now. If he gets McCaffrey back, yeah. I, I yeah. immediately think yeah. he's better than those other three teams. Yeah, but as of now, <laughs> as of now, yeah, it's like, and if McCaffrey comes back, it immediately gets turfed yeah. out, right? right? Like, I, yeah. he, he's back there. So, um, but yeah, let's go ahead. We'll jump into trade rumor stuff of the week. Uh, Joe, any rumors on your end? You know, uh, going into the week, there was definitely some a lot of big-name players being tossed around in the trade rumor mill that I've been hearing about um, going into this week. But seeing the results that came out of this past week, it died down quite a bit. I was hoping I was going to have a live trade acceptance on this pod today, but um, it seems that that might, is probably not going to be the case. Uh, I've also been hearing about some feelers that went out today, but have not heard anything back on those. I don't want to disclose any names, but I've been hearing Sir Luco shopping his whole team right now, so just keep an eye on that, anybody that's interested. I, I have heard that as well. Uh, previously, I know he was looking very much for running backs and was willing to give up his receivers and quarterbacks potentially. Dak was available at one point, I know. But, uh, yeah, he's not the person who came to me begging for trades this week. Uh, the person that came begging for trades this week is actually one Brian Wilson. He is feeling a little bit more scared now. He's looking to maybe package Hubbard and CMC and get a top-tier running back. 
that's last I heard. Um, as somebody who holds many of the top running backs, naturally it was kind of a fit, but uh, just throwing it out there. We'll see if anybody else wants to, to take up, up Wilson on that. Well, there you go, people. If you're interested, Wilson's looking. Watch out. Yeah, this is basically like the missed connections in Craigslist, if you've ever done that, where it's just like you meet someone and you're like, hey, I met you at the bar the other night. You were great looking, but I was too drunk to get your number. That's Wilson right now, where he he needs other people to help facilitate trades for him. He just needs help. So we're, <laughs> we're here. We're trying to hook him up. We're trying to be good wingmen. And, uh, yeah. Anything else before we talk about week eight? Uh, no, that's all I've heard so far on the trade um, side of things. So, yeah, I'm good to go. All right, Joe, what's one game right now for week eight that's caught your eye? Honestly, <laughs> things have been changing so much, so. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what the those bottom grinding teams are going to be doing this week against each other. And the one that's standing out to me right now is the Brian Wilson versus Vinny. Yeah. And seeing how that's going to play out because that can have a big impact on the standings potentially depending on how this comes out it could further push Vinny down into the the slums of the league or <laughs> it could even even out the lay of the land you know yeah so that's that's what i'm looking forward to I was gonna say, as of right now uh cmc is still out this week so wilson will be playing hubbard i'd imagine against the woeful atlanta secondary uh you know he could get a lot of passing work there uh, but really, the one for me that I think is really interesting is Vince has a lot of Tampa Bay people going against New Orleans. To me, New Orleans, as of right now, is like the actual hardest defense to play, like just player-wise. So it's like it would not surprise me if Tom Brady and company take a step back this week. So with Vince having Mike Evans and Lenny Fournette, if both of those have below-average weeks... Who on Vince's team is going to pick up the slack? Is it Cortland Sutton against Washington? Yeah, I don't know. The Broncos <laughs> have been in shambles lately, so I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you make a great point there. I, I definitely think it's going to be a step down from last week. That's for sure because it can't do much better than what happened, um, with and against the Bears. So. I'd say the New Orleans defense isn't anything like too, too scary. I feel like they can still find openings, and it's Tom Brady, so I feel like he's been showing up pretty much every week. Um, But I do feel like it's not going to be as good as it was last week. And looking at um, Wilson's side, he's getting Keenan Allen back. He's getting Robinson back, who's going against the Seattle Seahawks, which you saw what Kamara did to that team. Yeah. I, I feel like this might be a week that Wilson can put up some big numbers with the matchups he has going. He's got Hurts against Detroit. I mean, I just feel like the matchups are leaning towards Wilson this week. But Vinny's been doing good. Vinny's been doing it. He's surprising the league right now. So anything's possible. Yeah, I would say Vince's team, as it stands right now, is probably better top to bottom. But Wilson's got better matchups. Um it really, I think ultimately Vince is going to win this one. If I had to guess, I like Joe Mixon this week against the Jets, and I think the rest of his players could have a low enough floor for them to do okay. 
if I'm New England, I want to keep the ball away from the Chargers. I'm just going to feed the ball to Devin Harris and, and or not Devin, Damian, but Damian Harris. Yeah, Damian Harris, and uh, feed it as much as I can. I also think Vince might slot in Emmanuel Sanders, and who knows? You know, he might end up playing to Ernest Johnson. Yeah, that would have won him the week last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's loving that. So, uh, yeah, I'm ultimately going to take Vince in this one. What about you, Joe? I am going to go against that and go with Wilson, the big bag, Wilson Enterprises. Interesting, interesting. All right, let's go ahead and I'm going to talk about uh, a matchup I don't, I don't have many thoughts on because I think it's going to be pretty straight and narrow. Uh, I'm talking about you versus your brother Saluko. You were best man in his wedding, and here you are gutting him like a fish. Middle of the fantasy season. I don't see a real easy way for Sir Luco to beat you. Uh, he, Darren Waller on a bye. Stern Shepard, I would imagine, would play this week if he was close last week. But Alex doesn't have Jacobs right now. Currently, Jacobs is in his bench. So, Joe, you again could potentially be getting another really good player from Plunder. And uh, if I'm Sir Luco, I really hope that's not the case. But I understand he's desperate and he needs players. So it's it's not it's like it's dark for Sir Luco. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I'd agree with sitting Jacobs against me either. To be honest, I thought he was going to keep him in, which but, he still might um, yet. I mean, we're we're early yeah. in. It's Tuesday as of the recording of this. You know, we'll see. Yeah. And Singletary projected at 13, I think, is kind of high. I still feel like they're splitting quite a bit over there, and it's always a toss-up of what's actually going to happen at Buffalo with their running backs because it's pretty much the Josh Allen show throwing to Diggs and their receivers and everybody else but the running backs for the most part. Uh, having a big fat zero from Waller this week, which I assume he's going to do because losing Waller would be pretty painful well, uh, to add on to it. He should be able to put Waller into his IR spot. Because he's considered out right now. Yeah, well, these already guys I are filled, so we'll that see. Is, I, uh, I might drop someone out as IR. We'll see. I, yeah, <laughs> he's in a tough spot. I, I, does out still count during bye? Yeah. Uh, does it change? Tom it had that with Calvin Ridley when when, okay. he, when he was out. So as long as like the Raiders don't go out of their way <laughs> to say he's healthy, he yeah. he'll be okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still dealing with a lot of injuries over on my side as well. Um, but it seems like Chubb will be back this week from what I've been hearing. Most likely, Barkley's not going to be back this week. Uh, Thomas, I think, will probably be until next week. And like we've already talked about with Adams, uh, pretty low chance that he's going to play on Thursday. There's still a very small chance, but I'm not betting on it. So luckily, I have Thielen to fill in that spot. Um, at receiver I don't know what I'm going to do with my flex position yet with Booker I'm not sure if I'll play him yet or if I'm going to put in Fant even though I don't really want to Um, but yeah I just feel like I feel like it's going to be a tough tough outing for Alex in this one here put it this way Joe if anyone's going to beat you this week outside of Tyreek Hill right like who's it going to be for Sir Luco? Okay, who is the person you're most scared of outside of Tyreek Hill? Because obviously, I mean, the man can put up 60 and just wreck every projection. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not much, maybe Prescott, but even 
him at his best is probably gonna be 30 maybe yeah. maybe and he's coming off of an injury so who knows how much he's gonna be running around or getting yards that way too so yeah i mean tyreek's pretty much the the one guy i'm scared of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but ultimately, I, I don't see Sir Luca winning with his current roster. Then again, by the time this records, maybe he's got a trade out there. Um, you know, I it, at this point, it might be worth it to try to ship Tyreek and just get some replacement players across. I know that's probably not what he wants to hear, but if he wants to get out of that cellar, he, desperate times are ahead. Yes, yes, they are. All right. Any, any, any reason to think you're not picking yourself to win this one, Joe? No, I'm confident. I'm going to go for that five-game win streak. Started 0-3. Look at where we are now. Well, that's okay. You're going to have really struggle at the end of the year. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> All right. Next up, I'm going to go ahead and bring up myself because I don't really think it's that good of a matchup personally. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that right now it's going to be a high-scoring game. Right now I think I'm highest projected because I have – Everybody and their mother projected to play on my team. My new fully armored squad of uh, Jefferson, Godwin, and Cooper all coming in versus Cook, Jones, who are good on their own right, and uh, A.J. Brown. So really, I think for me, the first thing with this one is with Green Bay basically having no wide receivers. <laughs> like Their whole offense could just suck, or Aaron Jones might just have the greatest game of his career. Yeah, there might be a lot of dump-offs there in Jones this week. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I I think <laughs> you being at full strength is clearly the most scary team in the league. Big strength. Uh, it's just, it's just uh, scary looking at it, to be honest. I'd say uh, Castro competes with you pretty well up towards the top of the roster. I mean, Debo's been doing well. AJ yeah. Brown just came off of a great game. His running backs clearly are great. Burrow just had an amazing game, but then once he gets farther and farther down that list, it starts to teeter off pretty harshly when he's got get to Mitchell and Beasley and Bridgewater. Yeah. So it's just it's it's going to be tough. I mean, you're going to have to have some people really lay an egg this week, I think, for Kesher to stand a chance in this matchup. Which I don't think is impossible because for me, it's like the easiest thing is. I could see Eckler having not that many touches against New England. I could see Rodgers sucking. And I could see Najee Harris having issues against Cleveland. So, and I mean, Derrick Henry, I don't think is going to keep up his 30 carries a game workload against some of these left players. You say that, but it keeps happening. So There's, I, I honestly think the Titans are just angry at football analytics. And they're just like, we're going to run it when we're behind, no matter what. And, and it's going to work. And it's going to work. <laughs> and I am all for it. And the the last part of this one is I do very much enjoy this as a Castro revenge game. Having he, he didn't have, he doesn't have Derrick Henry anymore. Now he has Aaron Jones. And he's just, he's like, I'm pissed. I want Derrick Henry back. And he's letting it all out. <laughs> yeah, the, the Aaron Jones revenge game and the Derrick Henry revenge game. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out, but I'm going to have to take you in this matchup. i love to see it. All right, Joe, who would you like to talk about next? Uh, this is a toss-up for me, but I think... Uh, let's talk about Tom and his 
in one hand, I have kids against the shenanigans that are happening with uh, Patterson's team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in this matchup, not a whole lot of buys to deal with, I believe, other than Lamar Jackson. From what I can see, that's relevant. Um, but, yeah, I think Tom's going to have to stick with Lamar Jackson being in there. So he's going to take a big fat zero. I think I, I don't see him benching Lamar Jackson. He might start off that way or mix it around like everybody's been doing just to see how it plays out and then toss him in there. I don't know if he has any late. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he could play Daniel Jones in that same spot because he's got a Monday game there. So he can really see yeah. how the whole thing pans out, not really risk anything until the last second if he's like down six points only and then you could just put in Daniel Jones and finish him off. But so that's that's one good advantage of having him on his bench for this week. So I I think that Tom's running backs are not going to perform at, to the extent that they did um, last week. They definitely had an, an amazing week with all the running backs he had. Um, from his receiving side, I think he's still got Lockett in there surprisingly, but I think he just doesn't want to go away from him. I don't. I think he might swap Higgins in there. It's going to be close, I think. But I think I can see, yeah, top, I can see him putting yeah. Chenault or Higgins in, really, for that. I, mean, I don't think he... I think like it's all going to depend on the situation, right? Like If Tom's feeling confident, he can win without risking his players. He'll go for it. Because it's like, really, right now, he's got a good team. Why risk it for a win against Patterson, who... Really, the biggest boon to Patterson's team is he is going to be able to play Deontay Johnson this week. Um, I'm assuming he might play that over somebody like Odell Beckham. <coughs> yeah, he also probably swap in Ertz for Seals Jones at the tight end position. Um, that will definitely give him a boost. Probably slide, yeah. Con- yeah, slide Connor up to where Felton is. I mean, this game's going to be pretty close, I think. He doesn't have a lot of big-name players, but like we saw last week, he still put up 130 with what he had in there. Um, I think it's going to be a close matchup. It's not going to be, I think, an exciting matchup to watch and see what happens with, but I think in the end it will end up being pretty close. Yeah, I think, arguably, I think this is probably going to be the closest game of the week just because of how Tom might switch his roster construction as the, the, the games go on. So we'll wait and see, but I do think Patterson has better chance than not to, to get a win against somebody who's essentially forfeiting the week. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see, like, 12 points down Tom going into Monday night, so he has to put him in there if he wants this win, risking Lamar Jackson, hoping yeah. for Danny Dimes to put up only 12 points. Ooh, could get exciting at the very end, but I think during the middle of it, it ain't going to be that exciting. I really, I think it would be a poetic justice, though, if Patterson is able to get out of the cellar just because people are forfeiting wins against him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, he gave up. He gave up enough in all his players that he's given up so far this year. <laughs> yeah, everybody just feels sorry for him. You know, watching AJ Brown go all and everything. So, um, but yeah, that's gonna lead us then to our game of the week, which was an interesting game of the week choice. I'll admit, but here we are with uh, Garrett's Gas House Gorillas versus the uh, Acosta Foxy Grandpas. I mean, let's be honest, Kyle. There's a lot of buys in general, so there's never going to be a good game of the week. You never can really feel out how these player teams are actually going to play out. Um, <laughs> well, so. see, I, I was uh, I was just thinking that yeah, go for the teams that are going to score a lot. Generally, they have more to play for. But here, again, we got the we got 
Acosta, who really, I mean, all right, he does have somebody now that's within a game of him, but doesn't need to go super hard against Garrett, because really Garrett's biggest thing is that he's got Mark Andrews on a bye. Everybody else is open. So, I mean, Garrett could probably pick up a tight end if he wanted, and just kind of sit and wait if it's a later game tight end, and just see how it kind of comes around. Evan Ingram? Question mark? Is he still alive? <laughs> I don't. I don't even think Garrett uh, is that much of a status to Evan uh, Ingram. But uh, the only the bigger thing for Garrett was who is he going to play at quarterback this week? I, I mean, yes, he's going to play Pat Mahomes, but between um, Trevor Lawrence against Seattle or Sam Darnold, who's been atrocious against Atlanta, that's it, like half a dozen one way or the other, and that that one matchup alone could be enough to swing this in general. Yeah, for, uh, did we even talk about Lawrence getting on Garrett's team? I think we did or didn't. I, can't uh, I don't remember. think we did now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he's obviously concerned with Arnold getting benched last week, so he, he needs to get something to potentially swap in there. But he's looking rough at that second quarterback. Does he play Darnold and hope he doesn't get benched again, or go with the rookie one? Rookie wonder. We'll yeah. see. I will say the one thing that really does hurt Garrett a decent amount. If you look at Garrett's, like, his team in general, his biggest explosive player, Mike Williams, right, is getting the ball from Herbert. So every time he gets the ball, Acosta is going to get some points back. You know, kind of a thing. So it's like, he can't easily break away. He needs, like, a CD Lamb and a Chase to show up really big. Um, So we'll see. Both of those players have potential to go off. Especially, I really like CD Lamb this week. I think Minnesota versus Dallas could be a shootout. I don't know about you, Joe. What do you think so far? Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the Herbert um, situation with Mike Williams, but he's definitely going to need Chase to continue to step it up and CD to step it up. But looking at um, Acosta's side, um, if I feel like he's definitely going to get a huge advantage at the tight end position this week where he's going to make a huge point differential being with Andrews out, and he can make up all those points with Pitts. Um, where Garrett's going to be hurting. But uh, why I chose this as a game of the week, because I think this will also be a pretty close game, but it might be a little bit more exciting. The names in here, a little bit more exciting to pay attention to. Um, I don't I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a 16. For me, the biggest thing to watch is if Acosta could get to six wins right now, I think he's only then one win away, potentially, from one of his best seasons ever. In addition, I don't see him at six wins not making the playoffs, given his yeah, position. Like, yeah. I, I think he locks in a playoff spot, essentially, because he still has to verse, like, Sir Luca, he still has to verse events and people like that. So it's like, at this point, if he can pick up a win, I, I'm going to have to lock him in. And then Garrett, my biggest thing is Antonio Brown. We don't know his playing status yet. He missed last week. And Antonio Gibson is banged up, right? Like... Yeah. He just doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if in the middle of the game he gets a mild injury. Kind of yeah, and that's like the worst kind of injury too, because you can't really like just bent uh, put him in the IR slot. You have to like play him, and then you're just cautious the whole time, and it's just a pain in the butt to deal with. Yeah. So I and go ahead. Now I was just gonna say the the standings are gonna. It's gonna be very interesting how this plays out because you know how tight the champs division is, and then potentially. Um, Acosta almost clinching a playoff spot with a victory. So, 
lot on the line. Cause a lot on the line here. The, the only other thing I'll say was that Garrett, uh, he needs to keep pace. We're in a real tight yep. position, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. He, he needs to keep pace. Yep. Gotta get tougher. Who are you going with, Joe? I... Uh, it's a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Costa on this one. I'm gonna agree. I'm going to Costa as well, mainly because I do just really like a lot of his matchups this week, and he has less people to to potentially set out. Yep. That's simple. That's simple. All right, Joe. Any other parting thoughts for our, our listeners out there at home? No, it's been fun been a fun week glad i pulled it off looking forward to seeing what kind of trades brew up this week people struggling at the bottom people sitting pretty at the top that want to keep improving we'll see how that plays out there's anything going to happen i know kyle you're always thinking over there about a trade there's there's not many more trades i can do joe (laughs) (laughs) you're always thinking you're always thinking yeah i would love to to upgrade from amari cooper anybody (laughs) out there you want some amari cooper action I'm, i'm here to help you you heard it here. We got Sir Luco giving away players. We got Wilson giving away players. And now Mari Cooper up for grabs. You know who to talk to. Get in my DMs. Slide. <laughs> All right. Whatever it takes. I know we can make it through. Signing off.